Rasso. <laughs> he's wascally. <laughs> oh, he's a wascally Rasso. A wascally Rasso. Wascally Rasso. Be very quiet. I'm hunting Wassos. I'm hunting Wassos. Hello and welcome to The Geeks Can't, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Jonathan, the Dwarven DM, and I am uh, joined as always, or at least every once in a while, or hopefully always, by my friend and co-host, Troy, the mayor of Fort Wayne Sandlin. Hello, Troy. That's for anyone that works with me at my uh, That's right. my place That's right. of being. My day job. <clears throat> I've had people asking me to do that. The uh, Voldemort uh, stroke, mid-stroke. Uh, I don't like the way I said that out loud. Hmm. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's a spell. He's casting a spell. That's the and he's having a stroke at the same time. Mid, yeah. That's the context. That's the fine. mid. The mid wand wiggle. Mid. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> nope, <laughs> I'm not going to get baited into that one. <laughs> uh, just in case I do actually know people that are that are listening to this, I'm just going to leave it at that. Also, well, okay, so uh, uh, Troy, uh, we obviously have this is now twice in a row. Twice in a row. It's just the two of us. We have no we have no Zach tonight. So yeah, he's MIA. We saw we saw how poorly that went last time, and how quickly would things go off the rails, and how my mouth turns into mush when I'm trying to do anything at all. But we have, we weren't even on rails last time. I don't That's even true. Think, That's didn't true. get to the rail yard. Didn't get to the train station. Mm-mm. It was good though. It was good. It was, it was almost cathartic going back over everything that we did yeah. while we were at, uh, at origins. So exactly. Girk, what rails? Yeah, what just, rails? Indeed. We're just kind of like just blundering around town. Right. Is we're just, it's, we're lovable. Maybe. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, but tonight, we are we're back to uh, to the the usual form. It is Sunday, so that means we're going to be talking about crowdfunding. Right, crowdfunding. Oh boy! So your everybody, grab ready. your wallets and your coin purses, clutch them tightly, and I dare you not to spend any money tonight. <laughs> uh, Troy, uh, do we have any news that we uh, that we want to cover before we get started? You know, I do not recall any. Any news that yeah. uh, has come, but I've also been uh, a little on the busy side this weekend. So same, same, same. I was lucky just to get my list of goodies together this weekend. So, all right. Well, then, if that's if that's it, there's I don't have any news myself. Uh, I see we're just going to get cracking. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Good deal. Okay. Well, uh, first up on Kickstarter, we've got Troy's got. Our Uncle Troy's Rapid Fire mentions. We're going to go through them pretty quickly here. So, Troy, right. why don't you go ahead and give us both of yours really quickly and, and let All us right. know what you got in the, under the hood here. All right. You, you want me to do both back-to-back? Yeah, hit it. Yeah. All right, cool. Because uh, I have talked about these creators before, both of them. Um, the first one is the Sinister Sacrament Cultist Quick Adventures for D&D 5E. This one is coming out of Luna Publishing. Uh, I talked about every single one, I believe every single one of their Penny Dreadfuls. Yes, and this is Yeah, and this is along <laughs> along their lines. This is uh, basically five fun, unique mini adventures themed around cults 
and cultists. And who doesn't love a good cultist? You know. So that in their quality stuff, it's only it's it is only a dollar for the PDF. Yeah, there's like good artwork in this. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's for a it's, buck. Yeah, for a come buck. On. Come on. And well, like, I'm not just the artwork. the The layout's really good, and it's like it's compelling. It's like it's something that's not just a a flat word doc or like a text file or something like that. There's like yeah. there's obviously some love that's uh, that's put into this thing. You, you got uh, uh, some of the adventure titles: uh, Hunger, Hunger of Leviathan, The Outer Stars, A Faustian Party, mm. Necropolitics. I mean, just that alone for a dollar. It's going to give you something that you can use in a game. So, snag it. I've liked yeah. all their stuff so far. Yeah, I like it. Um, so, that is the Sinister Sacrament. And then I would like to talk to you about uh, the Oracle RPG Magazine. I've talked about these before. Um, the, uh, the Oracle has created 15 Kickstarters, but the Oracle Magazine is up to issue 24. And that is what this uh, Kickstarter is for. Um, and they're going to—they're doing a tiers of, I believe it's Ishmay. It is a uh, an ongoing campaign path, adventure path type thing that they've been doing in the Oracle. Um, this one's got dangerous journeys, five uh, E racing rules. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, when heroes miss the crisis, when they kind of totally screw up and don't get there in time, kind of stuff. So it's 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 adventure stuff. It's it's player options. It's DM advice. It's adventures. It's like the old you know Dungeon and Dragon magazine from back in the day. Um, Fifty two pages. Um, and they got a print. It's not. This is not like just PDF. This is print. There's right, a print version you, of this. You get a print version. Um, I like like one of the things. Yeah, and I mean, I miss those days of getting the Dragon Magazine and opening it up and checking it out, flipping through the pages. Um, like one of the things, bridges, when a bridge is a lot more than a bridge. Mm. And it gives you some story hooks and ideas and things like that. So, the Oracle, issue number 24. And of course, you can go back and get the other issues that you've missed. Um, so, that's that's a thing. So, in, in the add-ons. So, uh, there you go. You know, I mean, I love this. I miss, I really miss magazines. Nobody, hardly anybody ever reads magazines any, these days. And especially, it's it's something that's definitely a dying art in the in this, in the hobby. So, yeah. uh, that's a good find. And it's not, it's not terrible either. I'm like, I think it's like 10, 10 pounds, which is what, 13 bucks? Yeah, 13 bucks. Per issue. That's I mean it's on the pricey side, obviously. You can probably get like a zine for that. But you're also looking at effectively a zine uh in the in the magazine, right? It's 52 oh, pages, yeah. which is a, and it's about third what is it, 20,000 words? Yep, 20,000 words. Yeah, 5e combat rules on wagons and chariots, side quests, maps, full color. Yeah. I mean, if that's your bag, I say go and snag it. I like it. All right, cool. Well, uh, so for mine, <clears throat> mine's a little bit more aesthetic. Oh boy, undead dice. I don't usually really like blow up about dice anymore. I've, I'm I'm a kind of a, I'm the one of the weird gamers that I don't have a like a sack of like a the crown royal bag of 500 dice. 
Um, I've, I've got like my, like two or three sets that I just really like. And those are the ones that I play, I wear them out and that's pretty much it. But these, man, these look really, really good. They look like, uh, they were actually like etched in stone and they're made out of iron. Uh, they're, you've got like, it's your typical polyhedrals, but they have, uh, different like relief patterns of skulls and, uh, like, um, necromantic runes and stuff like that on them and it's just it's hard to describe you will check it out in the doobly-doo right these they they really stand out and they've got some enamel uh sets but i i kind of really like just like the base black iron sets that they've got with a little bit of um there's a little bit polish a polish on the or like like a some uh, uh some cleaning that's been done on the high points of it but man, they look really good. So they've actually got they've got iron. I think they've got like a uh, like a brass or a copper finish almost uh, to a set. And man, they look they just look really really good. It's it's uh, it's not something I can kind of describe very well uh, here. But they've got uh, green and red and purple and uh, yellow and a couple of other different uh, enameled pins. And then they've got like a what do they call them? Venom spite, which is. Uh, almost like a sheen, like some kind of a, a lacquer or an enamel sheen over, really cool. the, over the dice. They look really good. Uh, but yeah, check them out. If you like dice and if you like necromantic undead look and stuff, I mean, this is, I don't see it. I don't see it, see it getting any better here. No. Uh, let's see. I believe the full mixed debt. Let's see. The D six set is they're pretty pricey. That's the only thing. It's like $32 for a D six set. A mixed set is 36 the classic basic set of uh, D4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 20, and percentile, one of each, is going to set you back almost 40 bucks. So a uh, little bit little on the pricey side, but, um, man, they look really, really good. So mm-hmm. that's what they it do is. Have a, they do have a cool feel to them. Yeah, they do. Anyway, so that is our ra- rapid fire. Uh, kind of running right, right into the uh, the good stuff here. We've got a still. We've done. We've done Zach Proud. I think we've got a, a pretty a good list here. More than enough. Uh, more than enough to to keep the the folks busy. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off with your first one, uh, Troy? I'll All right. Let us know it, about it. This is one I was kind of talking to before the uh, recording started. Uh, I have talked about Legendary Kingdoms before, and I received mine this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I've got books one and two, and these are <coughs> basically they're they're solo game books. And I haven't had a chance to look through them. I got them; they came in yesterday while I was at work, and you know, so I, I opened them up today. But uh, they are, you know, it, it is a campaign that you play through by yourself. You play four different characters. Um, and as you go, you're, you're trying to accumulate more like followers and troops and things like that as you play through the campaign. Uh, you can do these as if one person wants to be the narrator slash DM, you can do that and then have four other people playing the different characters that, that you normally would play by yourself. Mm-hmm. But the first one is the Valley of the Bones or Valley of Bones. And the other one is book two is Crown and Tower. And the third one that they are kickstarting right now, Pirates of the Splintered Isles. Hmm. And it is, of course, uh, water-themed 
pirate themed kind of stuff. And it's just good. It's it's cool. It's a cool idea. I like the idea. And I mean it's it's nicely laid out. Um a little bit of artwork. And it's just like the old pick your path, choose your own adventure, you know, go to uh entry two oh seven on on this page. And you go there and it's like Oh crap! I I screwed up. Oh no! I won. I got a thousand gold. Great. And then you, <laughs> you you make your you know you make your next choice and you go on. I mean I I don't know what else to tell you about it because I haven't got a chance to like actually play through one of these books yet. But I mean they're they're as you can see they're good sized. Mm. Um, this one the 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 pirate one is twelve over twelve hours of play. So, you know, by yourself, you, your gaming group uh, couldn't show up for whatever reason. You want to get a little bit of gaming in, grab one of these books, play through this campaign. Yeah, I typically, whenever I kind of, when I, I'm making a decision on a purchase for something like this, I think about the le- the level of investment versus the level of return that I'll end up getting on it. And so I, uh, the... You ever heard of the the, the term the the, what is it, the long sword standard in uh, in D anD D, where the economy of each edition is ba- is built around how much a long sword costs, which typically is around fifteen gold pieces, which is effectively fifteen gold pieces is how much the common folk make in the course of a year is right. enough to buy a long sword, right? So the way that I kind of dove, use the same effectively the same line of logic is a theater ticket. If I want to go to the movies, I'm going to end up spending about 13 to 14 bucks for myself. And I'm going to get about two to two and a half hours of entertainment out of it. And that's it. Whereas if I were to buy a purchase a book or like, like this, like I'm, I'm already sold because I love the old choose your own adventure stuff anyway. But with this, when you're talking about $12 or 12 hours for effectively $31 and you can hand that book to somebody else and they can play it. And then somebody else can play it and somebody else can play it. Yep. You can go back to it and you can, you may play it all the way through with for 12 hours, but then you may want to go back and see what ended up happening. If I took other, if I t- took a different path. Right. Yep. So yeah, I, I love this. I wish, God, man, we li- truly, we live in a golden era of gaming because oh, even, even like uh, Gabriel, when he was like eight or nine, I would have, t- I would have bought this for him. Yeah. in an instant just for him to have and play or hang out like have that as opposed to some of the other stuff uh that was out at the time which it just seems like it's not even a glut there's just like so much really amazing stuff that's out now uh, oh definitely that, uh, that i love it yeah it's a good call i, I mean and, and, you, and you can't tell me that uh you know playing through this even if you do it by yourself it is completely completely a a, a selfish thing that you do you can't tell me that as a DM, you're not going to find something. Yeah. In one, at least one of these books, you're like, you know what? I want to put that in my next adventure. Or maybe it, you play through this adventure, but it gives you these ideas that you could build your own campaign mm-hmm. around information that you find in in these books. So, again, they're very well done. Spider Mind Games, um, Oliver Holm is. Uh, Oliver and uh, John uh, are the guys that uh, are behind the Legendary Kingdoms. Yeah, it looks great. I like. I love the some of the, the character art that they've got in it. When they actually go through the different characters that you can play as, they give 
their uh, their attributes and some of their abilities and things like that to kind of give you an idea of what you have in store for you if you were to play the game. And it's uh, it's really cool. I like that. Shipping costs are actually fairly reasonable. Well, not even yeah. fairly, but like they're they're reasonable here for a single books and and then the book the multi book bundles that you can obviously get a you can pick up as well. So yeah, you know it's a, it's a pretty good deal. I like it. Yep. Yep. All right, well, uh, let's see. Well, then let's move on. The, we'll take a look at mine. My next one is, oh boy, I'm excited about this one, Libations. <laughs> All right, so again, we've talked about it before on the show that I'm not m- much of a drinker, but I'm fascinated by by uh, brewing and brewcraft and uh, different spirits and things like that. Not only just like uh, in the real world, but like, throughout, like uh, today actually, but modern drinks, but like where they came from and how like the effects on society and culture and things like that. And so libations is a book of a thousand drinks. Boom. That's yep. it. Four fifth edition. Um, uh, nothing more, nothing less. And what's really interesting about it is that actually they have kind of stories, little micro stories that are tied to each one of the different drinks. Yeah. To uh, It's not just like a mechanical aspect that's tossed at uh, each drink. Um, well, how do they refer to it? Self-contained micro fiction for you to use however you wish. Uh, they've also got really, really good artwork. In yeah, this the stuff. artwork is really good. I mean, this is like, for me, this is like, uh, this is an Insta pick. I'm like, I'm, f- I'm flat out. I've already, I've already I'm going to, I'm totally backing this project product. Uh, I think it's 200 pages. Yep. Is what they say. 200 pages, full color, like artwork out the wazoo. They've even got a sample that we can kind of take a look at here really quick, quick like a spread. Uh, let's see. What's a good one we can kind of take a look at really, really quickly. A uh, Riverlight Home, a wide and bulbous glass jug is wrapped in leather and baubles, and the former stitched together from a loose cover, and the latter held by a fishing line keeping them all together. Yada, yada, yada. Resting in the glass, with when moved or bothered, it, the, its movement ripples the light that goes through it, making rippling patterns throughout. Drinking it, there's some sweetness, but mostly nothing. There is no particular taste to it, no defining aspect, aside from a... De- so it's like a good descriptive... Uh, bits about each one of the drinks. And then if there are mechanical effects that are tied to them also, uh, they incorporate that in here too. So, and there are a thousand of them, a thousand drinks, even if only 10% of them are any good, that's a hundred drinks that you could put plant anywhere. So if you really want to like, think about it like this. I mean, like the plus one sword is fantastic. A, you know, a potion of hill giant strength is great and all that good stuff. But what have you found a, a crate full of one of these drinks. And then that could be part of like a, a story MacGuffin that you use, uh, you use in your, in your tales and stuff like that. So, um, so there are some additional stretch goals that they're working on right now, but as of right now, they have hit their $10,000 goal and then some with 24 oh, yeah. days left to go. Uh, let's see. The book is going to set you back. Uh, physical hard copy is going to be, whew, it's a little bit, it's on the pricier side. <clears throat> oh no, this is the the card decks are inclu- included in that. Uh, Sixty is that really our only option? Uh, libations hard copy and then card decks. So apparently, you can't just get one or the other. That's that is interesting to me. But the the PDF is thirty, huh? Because there, are, yeah, that's one thing I didn't mention is that there's a, apparently there are card decks. That go along with these two, with each one of the different uh, the different drinks that uh, are associated, cool. which is which is pretty neat. It's only ten dollars more than I would expect to pay for a hardcover like this anyway. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty neat. I like it. 
That's mine. Yeah. What else you got for us, Troy? I um I, I almost did that one. Um as you can Oh, this one right here? Yeah. The li- the live were, it was too on brand, wasn't it? You're like, it I don't want to yeah, be associated. Was, yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna <laughs> I'll do it for you. It's it's fine. I appreciate that. All right. Uh the next one. Um did you add this one for me? I did. Is that what you did? I sure did. <laughs> I put I love, your name on it. You sure did. That's how much uh, I care, man. Um, I, it's only right. Like I can't I can't speak to, like I was interested. And I and I like I'm really tempted to to die. I'm hoping you can sell it sell sell me on it because okay here we go super excited yeah hit me tell tell us tell us about it okay a little bit of background um, when I was a kid in the 80s there was a game called the Dark Tower and it was an electronic you know back in the day they had electronic games and it was a it was a black plastic tower had uh, art in these windows had buttons down at the bottom and it had a circular game board very much kind of like what you see in, on the screen if you're watching. Mm-hmm. And there were, it was separated into four kingdoms. And the idea was each player took the role of a hero traveling the, to the different kingdoms, trying to build an army to then assault the Dark Tower and, mm. and, and the evil that it, that it was in the tower. And the whole game was basically ran inside the electronics of the tower. Um, when you would fight the bandits, you would push the button and engage... And it had all these cool, cool sound effects. Cool from mm. back back in the eighties. Um, one summer, we ran through I don't know how many packages of D cell batteries for for this <laughs> stupid game. We played it. We played it like every day all summer long, almost. Um, my mom hated it. Well, recently, and of course, it had like all the little digitally sounds that it oh, made yeah. too, like, like some whistles and beeps. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, recently. Um, uh, I just forgot the name of the company, John restoration, restoration games. That's it. Uh, they redid the actual electronic game with a brand new looking tower, mm-hmm. um, new board, more like what you see in the screen here. Um, the four kingdoms, but there's more going on. And of course, technology has way advanced and the tower does more stuff. Well, level nine. Uh, level nine games using the polymorph engine that the mazes uh, RPG is based on that we showed last last episode because that's what uh, Zach and I picked up at Origins. This Kickstarter that we're showing you right now, the Return to Dark Tower fantasy role playing game, is the art tabletop RPG version of the Dark Tower. Hmm. And it's got the four kingdoms because you can play it on the actual base of the Dark Tower game. Um, the Dark Tower that comes with this version is like a dice tower and also a, 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 like a carrying box. But uh, it, it is replayable because different entities and different factions can take over the tower. Um, you travel to the different kingdoms just like in the regular game. And you have adventures that, that you go on to accumulate wealth, to pay for armies, to find artifacts that will help you in your assault on the tower. The, the, the entities in the tower affect the game board. They come out and they do raids and things like that. Um, in the mazes, the polymorph engine in the mazes game is kind of that old school feel where... 
if you're going to go on an adventure, the adventure starts with you right there at the door, mm-hmm. not back in town buying stuff. Right. There's like all this setup that you've got to do. It's just like, boom, let's do yeah. this. Yes. So that's what, that's what the, this return to the dark, to dark tower is kind of going to be a lot like, but you, know, you could change that up if you wish. Um, at, at your home game, you put a little bit more fluff in between adventures and things like that. But come on. I mean, th- the dark tower game was so, I mean, it had me as a, as a, an eighties kid that, I mean, it would, and it was just, there was no role playing to it, but man, the stories that were coming up in my head of all the different, we're going to the sanctuary to find the ancient staff of, Kubla Ra or whatever it was, you know, <laughs> and fighting. And, and there was this dragon that would pop up every every now and then, which was no bueno. Um, <laughs> it didn't matter what you did, man. That dragon popped up. You're like, yep, yeah, game's over. Go buy new batteries. Um, better look yeah. next week, boys. Yeah, better look next week. And then you can go. You find healing potions. Uh, find healers to heal your sick and injured uh, armies and things like that. But so you've got your basic hero, you've got your armies and, and different factions that you're pulling in towards you. Um, all part of this tabletop experience that can be expanded out. So where a game of Dark Tower would take us a couple hours to play, now you could do a campaign in that world. Mm-hmm. And they, they fleshed out the backstory of the Four Kingdoms and things like that. And I am so, I'm so there. And, well, and yes, I, I, can I just say this? Like I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be admitted. I'm actually looking at the Dark Tower on eBay right now because I've never actually oh, seen yeah. the original. I am so freaking jealous of you right now. Uh-huh. Like, this would have blown my freaking mind as a kid. I still, I cannot have it. imagine it. What? I still have it. Shut up. I still <gasps> have it. Oh, I will, I will pay money to mm. play it. Is it, is it, it like to? Does it work? It does not work, but oh. there are places out there that will refurbish your Dark Tower oh, game. I can, yeah, I will. I will help you pay. So for I'm, it. Think, I'm thinking. I'm <laughs> thinking. Well, it's so oh, bad now. Here, here's a crowdfunding corner exclusive. Maybe I don't know. Okay, yeah. Apparently, in July, uh, Restoration Games is relaunching the Kickstarter for the Return to Dark Tower Ooh. electronic version with more stuff. Now it's gonna set you back. The base, the base game right now, if you can find it, is two hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, yeah. you know what though? Hang on, we just got done talking about the theater yes. stand, the theater ticket standard, right? So I'm not gonna do that. I don't know, man. But it's it's oh. and and now they have expansions, oh. so you can add stuff to it do. with with new miniatures and new new adventures and new foes and new. Entities taking over the tower and all this stuff. And I think the guy at Origins, I think he said that if you bought everything, if he had enough stuff that you mm. could buy everything, it was going to set you back between 350 to $400. <laughs> Jeez. And that's, I mean, that, that was everything. But the new Kickstarter that's coming out is taking some of those expansions and including them in. Oh, that's awesome. So That's awesome. I'm like... I will, like I would pay I would pay money to pay play the original for sure because oh, I can hear yes. I had a those I had those little handheld video games like my like everybody else that I knew would had at least one 
like there was one game that was called a caveman, uh-huh. which was just a little dude that would like, and it was like a, the uh, backlit. He would uh, run across the field and he would get hit by like uh, fireballs that were fall- that were being shot out of a volcano. And he- you have to steal a-, a dinosaur's egg and take it back to your cave. And I remember like the beep, 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 and like the little noises that it made. Oh my god! Like the music to my ears. So if it makes any noises like that at oh, all, man, I'm just I'm in I'm a, I'm in a pig in slop. That's well, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. If you want to if you want a taste of it, you can actually there used to be and they should they should still be out there apps for your phone. You can find the Dark Tower game, and it runs just as if it was the original 80s game. Shut up. Google Play, here I come. All right, well, we're going to we're gonna have to sidebar that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll talk about this all night long, man. I'm so yeah. excited. Oh, man. So, yes, the Return of Dark Tower mazes, and I've already backed it. Um, you, you, you know I backed it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to run. I'm going to have to run some people through this. Well, apparently, is there's a there's a roll twenty. There's a there's a roll yep. twenty component to this, so included in with all ooh, <laughs> all pledge levels for free, sir. for free, for yep. free. That's awesome, man. Heck yeah! Uh, yeah. Just let me know when, and yeah. I, I'd pay a ticket for that one. Well, it's coming out next May. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that's fantastic. So that'll be an easy wait. But nice. But the good thing is, I've got mazes, and so I can read up and hopefully slide right in, uh, slide right into the dark tower. That's right, Ulysses. People are going to be they're going to be beating at Troy's door oh, to play that game, buddy. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm stoked. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, how do I follow up with that one? Jeez. Uh, you know what? Actually, I've got a good one. This is we've talked before. We had one that was similar to this before. Uh, like a, it's like a fantasy. Herbal, uh, like herbology or herbalism slash like a, a botanical uh, book. I've actually, I've, that's one that I, I backed a while back. This oh, is yeah, botanical yeah, yeah. fifth edition sublet, uh, supplement called uh, Herbarium. It is uh, based on it's botanical folklore, mythology, and herb lore, specifically for fifth edition. Um, the, it is, it's essentially what it's, it's a hundred craftable potions, items, and po- uh, poisons, different kinds of herbs, 60 real life plants for nature minded DMs and players. It uh, includes a, gr- a guide on creating your own fictional plants you, with your own, with, uh, some incorporated new fifth edition or five E mechanics that they've, uh, they've built out for this. There are some thematic adventure hooks, uh, and encounters, Folklore inspired new subclasses and character ba- backgrounds, monstrous creatures from the dark side of the traditional folklore uh, horror. So, holy moly, this thing's doing a lot. It's doing a lot. Doing a lot of lifting. There's not a lot. Just it's not just like the a thousand libations, right? This thing is this. This is a, a, a everything you can think of five e that is centered around herbology and yeah. herbalism. Uh, so the book itself is a hundred pages of content. Uh, including a, which includes a foraging system, some tools on creating your own fictional plants and things like that. We talked about. It looks great. That's what, okay. first of all. It, like, it's, look, it's we talk about this. How do I how do I use this? Right. One of the things that I love uh, loved whenever I was reading uh, Lord of the Rings for the first time as a kid is how Kingsfoil was mm-hmm. used. Or, exactly. Uh, exactly. Like, just what yeah, I was so thinking like, of. Rangers of the North, they, they needed to be experts in the different herbs because the herbs meant something. They did something more than just uh, you know, using it like rolling a, a quick and easy survival check. Sometimes you needed particular flora or fauna or herbs or things like that 
to make a poultice or uh, some kind of an, uh, an ungent or an ointment or something like that. And I like those things. We talked about that on yeah. the show before where I like the idea of Wolfsbane doing something to wolves, Being, right? Yeah, or exactly. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, go ahead, Troy. Cause, cool, cause you know, cause I, I, I don't know. This is my, so- one of my soapbox stances. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff that 5e does that just wipes away yeah. cool adventure ideas or cool role playing at, at points like remove curse mm-hmm. or lesser oh, I'm, restoration. I'm, I'm cursed with something. Okay, oh, boop, 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 boop. remove curse. Yeah. You're good. It just it, that, it, that it. it just kind of like blahs. It just blahs it out. But yeah. but no, something like this gives you that. You know, I have to go find Wolvesbane. I have to go. F- I have to go pick Wolvesbane on during mm-hmm. a new moon in order for this to work or things like that. Or you see the, the scene in movies all over the place, Lord of the Rings, gladiator, whatever it might be. Somebody's hurt. They're unconscious. And the wise dude always has the plant and he sticks it in his mouth and he chews it up. And it's like, Oh, that's so nasty. And mm-hmm. he shoves it into the wound. Yeah. Where's that in D and D? Give man. me that. I put, love it. Yeah. Put so, saliva like the- fused. <laughs> It's activated with slobber. Yeah, saliva. Did you just use my wound and to fix me? Where I want that in my D and D. Like he swallows it. It's like give me about an hour. I'll I'll regurgitate this and we'll use this to cure your whatever ails you. Or give me a day and then be very brave. (laughs) Well, Ulysses has got is spot on here. So like, how do you give more like meaning? To the ties that you have to nature, be, nature beyond like the spiritual or the religious, like in a direct tie to the land and an understanding of what the land can do for yes. you. And like, but how does that motivate a ranger or a druid or even a cleric of nature or something like that? Like those ties, why it is so, why the, it is so important is like not just the, it's like there's a utilitarian function to all of yeah. the things that nature provides, literally provides to you. Uh, for health, well-being, healing, and all that kind of good stuff too. So, yep. I mean, I, yeah, if we're talking about like adding depth to a campaign or adding depth to a character, holy moly, you know, like that. This is great. Lots of character options they've got them for. Let's see, Herbarium for, features four subclasses: the Deep Roots Sorceress Origin, Poisoner Rogue. Mm, hmm. I like that one. Uh, two new Warlock patrons: the Flower Bride and the Winter Queen. Oh, I just love, love, love the sound of that. I don't even know anything more about it than that, but I'm like, I'm, I'm in love. If I wasn't sold before, just those two, uh, two names. Yeah, I'm telling you. So it's like I said, it's a hundred pages. Uh, they've, they've got, they've hit their, their, their goals, and then some. They're, they're in the, uh, in uh, uh, stretch goal territory at this point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I'm like, I am super, super sold. I'm so excited. The special edition cover for this thing is gorgeous with gold foil lettering, nice green back. It looks like something that's going to sit on the the shelf of some apothecary's shop or uh, some herbologist's. It's going to be like wrapped in cloth or something like that and placed inside of a chest somewhere. It looks absolutely gorgeous. So, uh, And the artwork looks great inside. Uh, it's really fantastic editing. Like it's just the layout's great. I mean, like, what else do you want, man? Yeah. Um, now, yeah. hold on is is this is this a book or is it PDF only? This is supposed to be ooh, good question. 
I'm only see, I'm, I'm only, only seeing PDF. Yeah, which is wow. weird because they've got like the they have the special edition book that's uh that they're showing up at the top. This goes back to you know the, one of the things that uh, Zach gets a little testy about. Mm-hmm. Is that you say it looks like there's one thing, but then whenever yeah, you read the, yeah. effectively the fine print, don't show yeah. me a book. But it, it is kind of odd that I mean that they're showing an actual book and a yes. tablet. Yeah, I'm, maybe we're. I mean, maybe something. I'm going to ask them about this. Yeah, maybe something they got switched it? off. Maybe something got switched off in their... That's a good point. They may have gotten like mid <sighs> mid point in their uh, in their um, in their their funding, and then they had a problem with their distributor, their publisher, or something like that. Maybe I'll, let me. I'm going to do an, out, an outreach on this one. Yes, uh, I don't typically do that, but um, but I really I want the physical copy like bad, especially with the what they've got there at the top. Uh, the actual physical book and everything that they've got, like there's it's, they've got a physical book included in all of their, uh, the publicity, the materials that are here. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just like electronic or PDF, you know, like on a tablet or something like that. So, um, yeah, let me, let's, uh, I'll circle back. Hang on a second. It says, uh, after much consideration, we've decided not to launch a physical version of this product much as we had hoped to bring you a physical hardback, unreliable, unreliable paper and shipping costs, as well as regularly changing EU customs rules have made it impossible for now. So it looks like they actually, the, so if the campaign goes well, a physical version may be printed as a limited run to be sold through their online shop. All right. Uh, but in order to provide, yeah. So it sounds like they actually had, they may have even either failed like they, they may have canceled the Kickstarter and then re, uh, restarted it at some point um, uh, without a physical copy. That's a bummer. I'm still going to pick up the PDF. I yeah. I mean, you. I hadn't looked at this yet, but I am definitely I'm definitely sold. And it doesn't look like they've. They must have changed it in this because they didn't cancel anything. Right. So okay. Yep. But you know, I, you know what? Good for them for knowing. And 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 saying, hey, you know what? We would we've liked to have done a book, but with the world the way it is right now, we can't. Mm-hmm. But I think what's going to be PDF. I will. I'm going to. I'll harp on Zach's pet peeve on this one, though. That there needs to be more at the top. Yes. If, they, if, they, if they're going to show us a physical copy of this thing, they need to. They need to put it up in, in very clearly stated at the very beginning. Um, that it is this is a electronic only product, and just like a, little, like a little blurb, like you know, funded in you know the first six hours kind of thing. Just put yeah. PDF only. Yep, yep, yep. And that, All right, cool. Uh, well, we beat that horse to death. Yes, uh, what do you got for me, Troy? What's your next one? Uh, my next one. Let's see where I'm at. Oh, the haunted woods, a D and D five E adventure. Now you know you know how I am. I like these little these little guys that, that uh, <laughs> you you, know, re- you really do root for the for the. Uh, I the do. Pit, the I, really I love do. them. Man. Um, this is a, a Halloweeny type, and it's that's the way it's, it's it's described: Halloweeny Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition Adventure. And uh, this is coming out of the Netherlands. Oh, sweet! And this is the author's first Kickstarter, first Kickstarter created, and so I want I want to bring uh, awareness to these kinds of things because I want these people to, you know, if they're good, if they're giving good stuff, I want people to show that support. I want people to to, to fund them so that they can keep creating because that's what it's all about. 
Mm-hmm. Seven, seven new Halloweeny monsters. I mean, she calls them Halloweeny monsters. Come on. Uh, right. four, four new magic items and 17 unique illustrations. And uh, she does, I believe she does the illustrations herself. And just from looking in the, in the, the page, it, it looks good. She has a really mm-hmm. cool style to it. Yeah. The and map again, looks great. Yes. Uh, it's kind of like the, actually, you know what? I, I kind of, let me, I'm going to park on this just for a second because I completely agree. This looks for a first time, a first stab at this thing. This looks like anything that you'd see on a shelf. Anything. If it, it is at par or better than anything you're going to see on a shelf. Yep. Uh, the art, the, uh, I even like the, like the fonts. The fonts is, yeah. The fonts are really good, right? Like it's just really, really well displayed and what is it uh the adventure that comes with it can be played in one to three sessions so mm-hmm. this is a really good like uh, like a halloween two shot or a three shot or something like that if you want to like th- during the month of halloween you take a break from your regular game and you run this you run your players yep. through this one and and the cool thing is it is it is basically a pay what you want mm-hmm. it's a minimum of two dollars american but pay what you want Right. So I mean, if nothing else, pay the two dollars, put some put some money in this author's pocket, and and try it out. If if you like it, and enough people back it, she's bound to do more. Yeah. And if she and if and this is going to be her model, this pay what you want, pay extra on the next one and shit, and just to say, hey, you know what? I really enjoyed what you did with the the haunted woods. So. Definitely yeah, check good, it out. Good. This is a good find. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this one up too. Again, it's like I love seeing these smaller runs that are given the same level. It's not about quantity; it's about the quality, right? Yep. They're gonna focus in really, really tight on the product, and they're just gonna give it the best possible presentation that they can. And like, it's it's nine pages. It's a two day, two page introduction. And it's nine pages of uh, of adventure. But I mean, like, they're gonna. I'm really interested to see what they do with that 11 pages. The presentation of it alone makes me curious about the content that's in it. So good for them. I like it. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, the haunted woods. Right on. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to step away from pen and paper for a second. I want to talk about a, a, a beloved cherished child, uh, childhood cartoon or movie that I watched when I was a kid, little Nemo, the dream master which is uh, an, an 80s movie. Um, they, I loved that movie. And I, th- it's pr- I think it's based on a book, if I'm not mistaken. I've never actually read the book, but I, I remember the movie. And I remember the game that was associated to it on the NES. And uh, so what's happened recently is there's a kind of a resurgence in, uh, in interest on this one. And Dysoft is a video game um, uh, production company that has made a Little Nemo and the Guardians of Sl- Slumberland kind of like an update to the story and explore the dream world as little Nemo armed with toys and candy and stuffed animals in this colorful platforming Metroidvania adventure, which like my favorite kind of Vania is a Metro Metroidvania personally. Oh, well, you know, uh, I, I love that's uh, one of my favorite. So it's actually, they're producing it for steam, which takes care of me as a PC gamer and for the Nintendo switch. And I mean, this thing is friggin' adorable. There's actually, it's, it looks a lot like for anybody out there that's played the original, a boy and his blob on the NES, they did a, they had a remake, uh, by way forward. I think is the name of the, the company. Okay. They did a remake for the Nintendo Wii years ago. 
And oh my God, I fell in love with this game. Like I already loved the NES version, but this one, this smacks of that same kind of, um, it's like really sweet. Like there's, there's nothing, it's not, um, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get stressed out playing a game. That's like this, like, like a lazy Sunday afternoon. I want to play something that's like, um, that's, I say gentle is not the right word. It's just like really sweet. And like, uh, kind of like a child, like it's like watching a, a Miyazaki film or like, a um, a studio Ghibli film, like, uh, spirited away or my neighbor Totoro or something like that. Uh, the stakes are not super, super high. If the worst thing that happens to the poor Nemo is if he gets, if he gets quote unquote killed, he gets knocked out of the dream. Right. And he can't guard dreamland anymore. Um, is this lo- it's like a hand animated frame by frame style too. So it looks like you're playing in a cartoon. Oh my God. I absolutely love this thing. It does look really cool. It looks really, really good. It's just sweet and innocent. And it's inspired by, you know, like your, all, all of your old Mar- Mar- Mario games, Castlevania, uh, super Metroid, uh, the old Cap- the Capcom Disney games like uh, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, and even some of the more recent games like Hollow Knight. This looks a lot like that too. So, um, yeah, I'm rooting for this one. Uh, I'm gonna. This is video- like video games are tough to back a lot of the time yeah. because they take forever to develop. And I, I did one not too long ago. Uh, was it Hyperlight Drifter? Okay. No, no, it wasn't that one. It was a uh, Narita Boy. And it was like three years before it finally fulfilled. Oh, yeah. So, and it, they kept everybody up to date. They didn't go radio silent or anything like that. But like, you're when you're going up against big companies that are spending millions of dollars on games like this, and this one's at it's only got eleven days to go. It's probably not even going to hit. Unfortunately, yeah. um, it's got a sixty-five thousand dollar goal, and it's only at forty-two thousand right now. It's probably not even going to fire, which really bums me out because this looks like a phenomenal game. I'm really, I would be really excited to play. Or with my kids to play, you know. Yeah, this is one of those games where if I sat my eight or ten year old down in front of it, I'm, I don't have to worry about them having nightmares at the end of it. It's kind of that kind of like really chill yeah. vibe, Pulse, you know what Pulse I mean? Pulse. Yeah. So uh, probably not going to kick fire off, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be a second life for this thing in a in a maybe a do over, get some uh, uh, some additional. Uh, publicity behind it or something i know that they were at origins with us and i actually went by their booth and took a look at the game and the game looks great plays really really well i took like maybe five minutes playing the demo of it um so yeah it's a bummer that's probably not going to fire but uh, i've got my here's hoping 11 days they maybe they'll they'll get their big push and they'll get another twenty three thousand dollars they're only like two-thirds of the way in so right usually is a death knell for it unfortunately good luck little nemo yeah, get it, little Nemo. All right, cool. That's mine. What have you got next for us, Troy? All right. Well, I kind of got to talk about this one because this is in my backyard. Valparaiso, Indiana, from Gaming Honors, The Exodus of Wolfbane. Uh, this was a uh, a project a while back that was funded for DCC, um, like like a character funnel type thing. For DCC, mm-hmm. um, and there was a, for backers, they gave like notes on, "Hey, you want to run this for Five E? Here's some ideas on how to do it." There's there are so many people that were like into it, and people kept asking them for ways. How can we do this? That they was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and, and uh, do a full blown Exodus of Wolfbane Five E version. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a 
like a, a one to third level mini campaign um, where uh, your, your town of Wolfsbane has been uh, ransacked, uh, massacred pretty much, um, and you are part of the refugees that are trying to get everybody to safety at a place called Stonewater, a mythical um, safe haven guarded by a, a, an ancient map. And you have a, a, an injured spellcaster that is with you that, is, that kind of knows a little bit about what's going on. So he's your, he's your Obi-Wan kind of thing. Mm. And I'm just really curious about this. I mean, it looks pretty cool. I like, you know, it, there's some really, really slick artwork, like, like the one with uh, Myrtle the Unhearing. And then there's some others that like kind of like that rustic look that uh, you would find in in a the 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 medieval European type setting that a lot of these games are set like in the, like wood etchings, wood almost. etchings and things like that. Yeah. So I'm really curious as to you know the the idea of having this and what is called a you know a very powerful spellcaster with you. Well, yeah, but your first through th- third level. But you got a really powerful spellcaster. How do you play that out? How does that mm-hmm. work? And how is he? Why does he just go do it? You know that kind of a thing. I'm really curious. I mean, this and if it uh, if it was a thing for DCC and was already successful once, I kind of have a feeling that you know doing it for Five E could be really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe even bring some of those those uh, those OSR vibes mm-hmm. over into the, yes. the 5e playground exactly yeah, like exactly so i'm really curious i want to i want to back this and i also you know i gotta give shout outs to to my indiana people um <laughs> make, making sure they get some love um and they're not that far away from from me valparaiso is not that far so well i mean 16 bucks for the print yeah like, yeah uh, like that's like peanuts these days and then, yeah. uh, like, I'm, I'm scrolling through, and I've got some of the character art I stopped on is this, like, demon goat yeah. person crawling out of their own, out of a grave. And I'll, here's the thing that gets me, though. There's only one way to kill this demon once and for all. Will your heroes figure out how? Yeah, yes. exactly. So it's like, we were just mm. talking about this. I'm telling yep. you, I love the idea of, in, like, not by hook or crook or blade in order to kill this thing. There's something else you've got to do. You got to yep. figure out how to do it, and then do the thing to make it to make it go away once for all. I love that. Yeah, they've got they've got some other stuff that they they've backed. You can do some add on stuff, um, chaos before the mast, uh, a five e or DCC compatible adventure dwellings and dwi- dry jeez dwell dwellings and driveways <laughs> dwellings today cheap <laughs> on the cul de sac <laughs> on the cul de sac on the cul de sac. Um, the Bane of the Ancients, uh, a Mutant Crawl, crawl Classics, uh, The Peasants Fell Bargain, another DCC. Um, so they've got a few things that you could add on, you know, check them out. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Gaming Honors out of Valparaiso. With, uh, well, I'm rooting for them. This is, uh, I mean, they've actually they've hit their goal, obviously, already. Yeah, they've, they've hit their goal. Um, they got 16 days left to go as of this recording. Um, it was a $1,500 goal. And they've got eighteen forty right now, so with sixty two backers, so let's give them some more. Yeah, same. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm hitting it. I'm gonna get that print. I'm excited for this one. Cool, cool. All right, so I'm gonna dip over into GameFound territory yeah. for a moment. I kind of exhausted everything that I was super excited about on Kickstarter, 
And this one is like I'm more intrigued than anything else. And I think what got me about this, it's called uh, Bretvalda. Uh, relive the Chronicles of the Dark Ages and grow your kingdom through diplomacy, coercion, co- conquest to claim the crown of Bretvalda, ruler of the Anglo-Saxons. Bretvalda is a fast-paced, asymmetric area control game for one to four players with unique miniatures and beautiful evocative components. When they're talking about evocative, they're talking about the overall design and artwork for this thing, which is it's just absolutely stellar. This it looks like illuminated glass in uh, in churches, like mm-hmm. uh, like uh, uh, like colored glass and stained glass, and like, illuminated pages from books. Which this that aesthetic, I just I I love it. Right, like I, I appreciate the modern aesthetic that we bring to fantasy games and everything like that. But whenever you make games like these to look as though like Franciscan monks from uh-huh. the tw- uh-huh. the 12th century did all of the art design for this thing. Like they Bill and Ted got in their, their phone booth and brought them, brought them forward so they could make this game. Uh, that's I'm intrigued by it. Just, just by that. I don't even know if the game is any fun or not, but I would own this just as a piece, like as, as an art piece as for art no piece, other yeah. reason. This thing is absolutely gorgeous. It does look pretty cool. Um, each decision and action that you take is critical, critical to success. Turns move quickly with some very interesting choices along the way. The the, the artwork and the theme, and just even like the to- like the little uh, pogs and and uh, like the little miniatures and things like that that are that are buildings. Uh, it's like it's like Super Monopoly. Yeah, it is. It is. It's crazy. It looks so good. And again, each piece looks like it has been transported out of like a medieval uh, aesthetic, and it's yep. just been plopped in here. I mean, I couldn't tell you a ton more about it other than that, other than what I've, what I've, what I've shown you so far. It doesn't uh, explain how to play the game outside of that. There's just a lot of the artwork and things like that, too. But, I mean, it's hard to say no to, if for another reason, this thing looks so stinking good. It's absolutely gorgeous. So, it, what, I, so what I'll say is, dear listener, uh, is click the doobly-doo, take a look, and see if it's something that looks as interesting to you as it does to me. And then make the decision for yourself. Right now, the only the, that's the the big beef is this thing ain't cheap. This that, thing yeah. is cool that. boy eighty seven euros, which is probably about a hundred bucks that you're going to end up having to invest in this thing. Yeah, that's before shipping. So uh, they've got a a video that kind of takes you through some of the the gameplay and stuff like that too. So uh, so at the, if at the very least, what I will say is I'd like to see more of this kind of an art style or this kind of aesthetic that's brought into games for like tavern games, card games, things like that, that I can kind of transplant into my RPGs or that I can, uh, we're going to like, if we don't have enough players, I'm going to play something that's going to kind of keep me in that, that D and D state of mind, right. When my, my weekly game falls flat on me, uh, this is the kind of thing that I'm looking for. So Brett Valda, let it be done. What you got for me, Troy? I like it. I like it. All right. So we've got. Let me get back over here to it. Now, uh, for those of you that have you know been listening to uh, us for a while, maybe maybe you got on the uh, the newsletter that we do for World of Game Design. You've seen some ads for a thing that we did called uh, Den of Assassins, and so this past Origins we debuted Den of Assassins, and you know uh, we were pitching it as John Wick in mm-hmm. 5e. And then, lo and behold, I'm looking through uh, Kickstarter, and I see Gray Shade, Dark Fantasy Novels in an RPG. And this 
kind of seems like Assassin's Creed for 5e. Mm. And I'm like, oh, what is this? So it it is uh, the first novel of this of this series is out uh, talking about Gray Shade, um, who is the this organization's top uh, enforcer assassin, whatever you want to call it, and they worship this god, uh, the, the just god, and when those that are unjust go unpunished, they send Gray Shade out mm. to to right the wrong. And this is, is very much it's very much uh, uh, Assassin's Creed meets um, Jason Bourne because now he's kind of like, well, wait a minute, why? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And that sets off the story in, in the novel series. So this Kickstarter is for book two and three to be finished. And also the 5e-powered tabletop RPG. Um, also uh, being done by Alligator Alley Entertainment, our friend Rich Lesclafoyer of Esper Genesis fame. Mm-hmm. So I am very curious as to how this is all going to come together. Um, I like the idea of getting in the mindset of this kind of uh, organization They've got uh, new classes that go along with, the, you know, like like uh, with Gray Shade. Um, they've got merchant, a merchant class, an investigator class, things like that that could all be in this kind of intrigue, um, assassinations and plotting and, and things like that of this of this world. And I dig it because you you get there. There's no way that I've seen that you can get just the RPG or just the book. So, you know, you get like, if you want just PDFs of both, you at least have the first novel that you can read through and get the, Oh, Mm -hmm. now I see how this is all supposed to come together. And now I can, you know, if you really, really dig it, now you can imbue that into your campaign using the gray shade, uh, five E, um, Rules. And you know, I really appreciate that about this too. Yes, like that. There's a book component to it to help me understand better the themes, the vibe, maybe like the character motivations and things like that for some of the NPCs that the players will be end up dealing with. Whenever I didn't even realize this, but Lost Citadel has like a a book of antho- like an anthology mm-hmm. book of tales, like really of short stories and things like that. Yeah, uh, I picked it up. The P- I picked up the PDF of it, and holy crap! Like it really just adds so like there's te- like game text and lore versus an actual story, which really oh. like the story ca- causes it to kind of blossom in your mind to understand it better. What you're going to end up running. Nice. Now, now here's something interesting that that I read for for this uh, on the game side of things. They have five starting classes. Now, I don't know what mm. that means, but that kind of speaks to my, you know, zero level, mm-hmm. you know, play your background. Uh, don't, don't just say, yes, I'm a, I'm a warlock because I want the powers. No, why, what made you get there? Play through that kind of thing. Um, so you've got the Alkalite, which is a fanatic religious assassin, the informant, who is a sly information broker, um, the investigator, a perceptive public official. 
the merchant, charming professional bargainer, uh, the noble, an elite diplomat um, that controls uh, different levels of power. So, could this be like you know a starting class? What does that mean? So I'm really jazzed. There's the new magic system. There's new faith system. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the story behind it, the the novel, the the game, all coming together. I mean, I feel like this is a pretty solid step into something that could be really, really cool. Now, there's 26 days left to go. They're asking for 25,000. They're setting at seven, just over 7,000 with a hundred, yeah. with a hundred backers. Now they've definitely got plenty of time. They just need to get the word out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you know, and I, I really want to see them hit that 25,000 because I'm interested. I want to see what this is all about. So, bra, I like it, man. All right. Well, I think you've got the last one. So why don't you hit, hit us with uh, with your your last goodie to share all right. with the class? All right. And I believe, let's see. I'm, I don't know that I've talked about this individual before, but this kind of goes along with my you know my 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 theme of the day kind of deal. <laughs> Pieces of eight. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Um, Corey Davies is the author out of Manchester, UK. Corey, I think you missed an opportunity here. Uh oh. It's called Pieces of Eight, but you're only giving us five D&D mini adventures. Should have been eight. Because this sounds really cool. I want three more. It's five original nautical adventures for parties of levels five to ten with some guidelines on, on boosting it up a little bit. Um, Encounter maps, um, different, multiple counter maps per session, uh, loot, NPCs, lore, cultures. There's things going on here that uh, the idea behind it is like, hey, let's go this way instead of that way. And oh crap, I need to grab something. I need so you grab one of these adventures. You know, minimal prep. The information is there. You have a little fun on the sea doing whatever. But it can also lead to more cool things in your world that you hadn't thought about. The the seafaring Nissan Corsar culture. It's all fleshed out. It's all there. There's uh, vampiric uh, ritual marauders. There's these these you know crazy elves out there on the water. What what better way to fill out something that you know your your characters your players turn left when you thought they were going to go right and instead of just throwing out a, a filler encounter here's something that could actually change the entire course of your campaign just because of the interest level that they might have in what they just did when they accidentally went the wrong way mm-hmm. and I like this idea this is a really cool idea this goes along the lines of our oceanic depths product where we've got those things that you encounter and there's more to it than just a randomly rolled kraken that comes up and takes out your ship there's something to it mm-hmm. and i like this idea i just wish he would have given us three more <laughs> but and and again super cheap he's i love these ideas of i'm going to give you m- way more for your dollar than mm-hmm. what you're expecting or so three that, in this instance, yeah, right? for three. 
Three bucks. Three bucks. Five adventures. I love it. Yeah, maps, new societies, new NPCs, uh, new ideas to put in your campaign. I don't feel like you can really go wrong with this. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no reason not to unless you just can't scrape together $3. I mean, I don't know. See what, man. And I, I love the A5 format. I, I didn't yeah. realize how much I would fall in love with it until we really started doing, like we started doing zine quest and picking up those zines. To me, the, the A5 is the new, the new D&D module. Yep. Soft, they're like the soft cover module. It has everything you need to run essentially what it's effectively a mod. And then some actually, and yeah. a lot of these, it's got an entire systems that are that are incorporated in it too. This one's got five adventures in it, and I think the the print version is fifteen bucks. So again, yeah. you're paying zine prices for a zine out of this thing. Yeah, and this, and to me, it goes back to what I've I've said before on the show. You know, yeah, Wizards puts out really pretty stuff. Mm-hmm. The 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 big hardcover adventure paths, the campaigns can be very very hit and miss you know and people sometimes don't want to just get stuck in playing you know like rhyme of the frost maiden it should never mm-hmm. have been a 1 to 15 level campaign it should have been something shorter because you're going to go fix the rhyme you don't need all the extra mm-hmm. fluff and floof and everything else but if that extra fluff and floof came from one of these zines that you wanted to add to a it, bolt you, on. A yeah, bolt on. That's that's the way it should be. And I love these little, like you said, the, the zine formats. These five little adventures. You grab this one. Grab a grab a couple of the other ones I talked about. Grab a, a few more on, off of uh, uh, Kickstarter and GameFound and everything else, and you can build an entire completely unique to your characters and your players campaign. Yep. Driven by what they want to do, what are they focused on? What what ha- choices did they make to take the story down what path? That to me, that's what the old school D anD D feel was because mm-hmm. they didn't have campaigns that started at level one and, and popped you out at level twenty. It was, hey, here's a whole bunch of different adventures. Put them together as you see fit, and go. I love it, man. It's a hard pitch to to walk away from. Yeah, I, lo- I like I, again. I'm with you on the the smaller. Like I've that's another thing too, right? It's the like the the penny, uh, the uh, what is the, uh, the like the mini uh, purchase, like a buck or two for an adventure and stuff like these. The ones you kind of brought in front of us this time around, you got three effectively. Yeah. Um, I I really like that too. If for no other reason, you're helping somebody out by get like kickstarting their dream mm-hmm. of uh, of getting something out there for people to enjoy. And then, I mean, like you're getting a keyhole access to their creative process and some of the ideas that they've got that you can totally steal and use in your games. Like, so I love it. Yeah. I love that. And, and like I keep saying, you know, you know, you're going to find at least yeah one thing. You're going to find $3 thing. worth of stuff in it, no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. You're going to yeah. find that one little idea that pays for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, I'm sure you, I mean, I'm not the one writing it, so you're probably going to find a heck of a lot more than just one thing. So, right. you know, it, it's there. So back those little guys, back those new creators that have never produced anything before. Yep. Especially for awesome. a buck. Yeah, for a buck. 
All right. Well, I think we did Zach proud tonight, man. I hope so. We, uh, we really, we really, uh, we kicked the tires on it and uh, Adele dug pretty deep. Oh, that's the really good stuff this time around. Some stuff that I was pretty excited to some new stuff that you got or that you brought in that I'm, I'm excited about. Hopefully uh, everybody else shows it shares the same sentiment. So with that, I think we're going to go ahead and call it. Yeah, and, uh, I, I do feel bad. There was a pirate Borg thing out there that I did not put yeah. on the list intentionally, figured, right? Yeah, because I figured Zach was going to jump yeah. on it, and uh, I I don't remember what it was called. But I, hopefully, it has enough days. We can we'll do like yeah. an honorable mention on Tuesday or something like that. We'll let yeah, yeah, Zach we that. step in on that one. Right on. Uh, well, then that is it. So for those of you that joined us tonight in chat, I mean, Ulysses was uh, was was out there. Isaac was out there. Uh, Girk. Uh, Gabriel was uh, was missing in action tonight. He is prepping for camp, so he'll be out all next week. Probably won't be with us on Tuesday or Sunday next week as our moderator. So, oh, would you look? Would you look at that? That sneaky little Canadian. I see a Rasso out there. I see too. a Rasso. I see a wild. I, really, I, see, a I see a wild Rasso. <laughs> I see a, a, a sneaking Rasso. That sounds like a. That sounds like a, a monster that needs to be put into a, oh. into a, he says, shh. a bestiary. He says, shh. Oh. Shh. Yeah. Be a like wild rasso. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for those of you that joined, Lurks, I see you out there also. Um, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for, for joining. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, you know, the best places to find us usually are here on Twitch uh, uh, for streaming on Sundays at 9.30 and on Tuesdays at 9.30 this, this coming week. I think we're still trying to formulate exactly what we want to want to talk about. So if anybody out there wants to drop some ideas, best place to do that is on Discord mm-hmm. uh, or on Facebook. So hit us up there, and uh, we'll be happy to hear what you got to say. And it's a pretty good chance that we're going to end up talking about it. We like to we like to keep it fresh and uh, and uh, and do the stuff that uh, that ma- makes all of you interested. That's right. Uh, so uh, yeah. So with that, I bid you all a fond farewell. Troy, why don't you go ahead and take us out? I just want to say. Happy Juneteenth to everybody. Yes. And happy DM Daddy Day. Yeah, Dungeon happy, Daddy Day. No, 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 no. Don't say Dungeon Daddy. That no. could be that's a different podcast. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, right. Game Master Daddy. There you go. Yeah. I like it. But no, yeah. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Um, you know, it, it's a special job. Mm-hmm. It, it's my favorite job, actually. The, the world needs dads. The world needs dads. As much as they need moms. Dads. That's right. So thanks for answering the call. Exactly. So play great games out there. Hey, be kind to one another and stay safe. Good night, everybody. Have a good night. Have you ever found yourself wondering if Troy is all style and no substance? Do you have doubts on whether he really even knows where he's at or what he's doing? Well, wonder no more. Sign up for the World of Game Design newsletter and get free 5e content sent to your email each week, designed and curated by Uncle Troy himself. The newsletter also lets you know when we've got a new Kickstarter on the horizon or new product available, as well as kicking out early notifications on what gaming conventions we'll be attending throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes, sign up, and gain access to a world of understanding and insight with the World of Game Design weekly newsletter. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and 
head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook, give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed, uh, give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube, and you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time. And then you ride on the root beer rocket to Guadalonia. That sounds so terrible. Let's <laughs> to ride my root beer rocket. Right. What are you doing in there? I'm just riding the root beer. I'm riding the root beer rocket, boy.